Hello there. It's James Arnold Taylor here with the James Arnold Taylor podcast. It is a part two today. Look at that. With my dear friend Trevor Duvall, who is the voice of Dookie on Johnny Test with me, as well as Rocket Raccoon on Guardians of the Galaxy, in which I got to be in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. I played Yondu and Cosmo. He's Emperor Palpatine in all the Lego Star Wars stuff. I asked Trevor to come on the show and be my special guest. Generally speaking, if I do an interview, it might go for, you know, 45 minutes or something, but we went for like 80 some odd minutes. So I cut it up into two different parts. Today is the second part. It's kind of a special edition because usually the podcast only comes out every other week. But last week, the first part with Trevor came out and I thought this week, let's put the second part out. And then next week we go back to it with all the regular podcast stuff. So not necessarily a regular episode of the James Arnold Taylor podcast, although that does not mean that I don't have a big glass of water here. Are you drinking water? Just because it's a special edition of the James Arnold Taylor podcast doesn't mean you shouldn't have a big glass of water and doing your deep breathing exercises and all of that fun stuff because that's what you do when you're here with me on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. You relax, you listen, and you take time to go, you know what? Everything's all right. I think everybody's enjoyed Trevor on the show so far. Part one. Let me just look at some of the comments everybody's left here at the YouTube channel for James Arnold Taylor, the James Arnold Taylor YouTube channel. Do you know about my YouTube channel? I think if you're listening to this, you probably know about my YouTube channel. But anyways, check that out. Tons and tons and hundreds of videos, literally hundreds of videos I have on my channel. And I hope you would check all of them out, including every episode of my podcast here. So let's look at what some people said. Look at this. Sweet Victory says... I love when Jat recommends new things for his listeners to try because they always end up being awesome. Big capital letters and a little smiley face with little hearts and stuff. What a king of great taste. Oh, that's nice. And then there's a little king emoji there. (laughs) Mandy Horning says, OMG, did I love this? He's one of my favorite voice actors, meaning Trevor Duvall, not James Arnold Taylor, that guy. No, I'm kidding. His Lego Emperor Sidious makes me and my whole family laugh our our butts off, she said. Well, Mandy, okay. (laughs) They have no more, they have no more bottoms. They've laughed so hard, their bottoms have fallen off. Okay, there you go. Thanks for awesome guests. It's great you two are friends. It is great that we're friends. Debbie Prentice says, hi, James. Just heard the interview on Spotify but knows that you can come over, I guess, to see the uh, YouTube channel here and leave a message in the comments because that's where we leave the comments open for the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I can tell you and Trevor are kindred spirits and I hope that never stops. By the way, as a fellow Scot, so Debbie is Scottish, Trevor's Scottish accent was spot on. Anyway, I'm looking forward to part two and I wish Trevor every success with his YouTube channel and future projects. Hope you're doing well. Lots of love and hugs. That's very nice. Kaylee Mead says, I love you and Trevor together. I would definitely listen if you guys did a podcast together. Yes. Well, we're going to talk more about that. So let's get to it. Part two of the James Arnold Taylor podcast interview with my dear friend, Trevor Duvall. And well, I guess Mr. Announcer Guy should introduce the show, should we? Or just get right to it. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yeah, man. Do you want to do the big intro or should not even bother? You just want to get to it and get to the interview and just, you know, have fun with the interview? Yeah, man. I want to see how it all ends. Okay. Well, then just give me like a little something. You know, just like, a, this is a James Earl Taylor podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing impressions of you, Mr. Announcer Guy. I shouldn't do that in front of you. No, man, it's pretty funny. All right, let's give it a shot. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Talking to myself, the Jetcast. Here it is, part two of James's interview with Trevor Duvall. Thank you. You got it, man. I'm going to go now. And there he goes. 
And here it is. Enjoy your time listening to part two of my talking to my dear friend, Trevor Duvall, on the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. I don't know if you know, the new season of Johnny Test just came out. Right. Season two is what they're calling it, but technically it's season eight of Johnny right. Test. But right. anyways, it's the new version. I guess this is a reboot, what we've done uh, recently. Oh. I had no idea. Yeah, that's what they're kind of calling it is a reboot because now it's a Netflix original. And so there was the season one and then there was the movie. Right. I don't know if you know about the movie that was interactive. Right, 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 right. Because you remember we had to record like 50 different versions of, right. okay, I'm going to turn this corner and push this button. Now knock on that corner. <laughs> Dookie, look out. You know, and it's just a lot of that. And it's interactive. And then just a couple of days ago, my daughter says, so season two of Johnny Test just came out. I'm like, oh, good. So we watched uh, some of season two and you're very funny. Oh, good. You always make me laugh. Oh, thank yeah. you. So who else are you? You're Mr. Teacher Man. Uh, Mr. Teacher Man. And then just like the the occasional little walk-on character that they yeah. need. But I mean, you, you're the star of that show. You're <laughs> you're Johnny and Dark Vegan and and uh, Hank Anchorman and the, the whole Mr. half the town. And, yeah, Mr. Mittens. Yes, Senior Crabbo. Yeah. Senior Crabbo is uh, new to this uh, Senior new season. Senior Crabbo. Senior Crabbo. <laughs> he's a one-armed crab, uh-huh. and he says, "A punch, <laughs> punch." That's <laughs> truly your greatest role. Yes. The most challenging role today. But the, the, I think it was a Senior Crabbo, was it? No, I don't know which episode it was. I think it was Senior Crabbo I'm watching with my daughter because she loves Senior Crabbo. And it was Johnny, Dark Vegan, Mr. Mittens, Johnny's baby brother, and Senior Crabbo. And they were all having conversations with each other. And it was, it was all me and then you as Dookie. No, it was just fun. I, I'm really grateful to Scott Fellows for giving us that opportunity to be able to be all these wonderful characters. No and- kidding. And you know, and and he is, he's the reason why I have a career in LA to begin with, because he's the one that uh, essentially brought me down here. I mean, when I, yeah. when I got the job as Dookie to fill in for Louis Trillo, who had to leave the show for personal, for love yeah. as yeah. far as yeah. I yeah. know. He, yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the story is. I think he got married to someone in Brazil or it, something like that. He had to move out of country. To, yeah. Yeah. And so he couldn't work anymore. Right. Yeah. And he had, yeah. So there was, so there was that. So I, you know, got the job luckily and, and, you know, hit it off with, with Scott, and it was great. And then he did Big Time Movie up in Vancouver, which is the movie... F- for Big uh, Time of, Rush. Uh, Big Time Rush. And uh, <laughs> after that was over, he said, Oh, my God, you're the funniest thing in the movie. I'm going to set up a meeting with Nickelodeon. They're going to love you. And so <laughs> I was like, you know I can't work in the States, right? <laughs> no, you go down. They're going to love you. So I went down, <laughs> and I met with Nickelodeon, and they were like, oh, you're the best. What can we do to get you down here? I was like, get me down here. Are you out of your mind? What are you saying? <laughs> and one thing led to another. Next thing, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll apply for a green card. And boom, you got the green card, and now you got to move to L.A. I'm like, move to L.A.? I don't want to move to L.A. Oh, no. <laughs> but all right, I'll go down. And then one thing, this, and then I got the the... Yeah, F is for family thing and the Lego Star Wars thing and the Rocket Raccoon thing and it yeah. just one thing led to another. So it was really it was really him that uh, that, that I owe my whole current career to. Wow! So thanks, Scott, if you're listening. That's right. Thank you, Scott Fellows. This one's for you. The one, the only. I got to be on one episode of Big Time Rush, and I got to play regional manager Taylor, and that was fun. Because I was basically David Spade. And I look like David Spade. And then I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know David Spade was on Big Time Rush. No, it was me. But, you know, anyways. <laughs> it was James on a terrible I, yeah, I always thought there should have been a spinoff. And, you know, it could have been. Because now, who did you play 
in in the show? So I I they <laughs> so stupid. They in the movie they mm-hmm. go to England and they get uh, swept up in this James Bond caper. And I am the James Bond villain, whose name <laughs> was Moon. Was it Richard? No, it wasn't Richard Moon. Something Moon. But he wore the white suit, stroked the cat. Yeah. Literally had a space laser at the top of his mansion that he was going to blow up the moon, <laughs> like full on, like 70s era. It was just great. Oh, I got to see I was see that. chewing the scenery every moment <laughs> as this villain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I gotta, I gotta see that. I'm sorry to say that I had. It's, seen it's fun. I have to say, it, it, it's so stupid. It's so stupid, but I laugh, and I'm not just laughing at me. I'm no, laughing you're like laughing the whole the circumstance. Thing. It, it, it's the, 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 the it's, it's great. Now, it's let great. me ask you that because I, you know, I talk about this on the show sometimes, and I find that I do go back and watch things that I'm a part of and listen and stuff because I feel like I can grow from that. I can change. I can learn. I can, you know, get better at what I do with my craft. Are you one of those actors who's like, oh, I can't, I can't stand to hear myself or see myself? Or do you mind? Um, well, it depends. There's, um, the things I'm proud of, I'm very proud of. Like, okay. uh, basically all of the Emperor Palpatine stuff. Yeah. I'm very proud of when I watch that stuff, when I see it come on or something and I, I okay, I'm going to watch this. And you know, he's doing his thing and oh, he's really crazy, you know? And, and I think, okay, that's funny. All right. You, you hit that. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. I'm very proud of the stuff I did in F is for family. I'm very yep. proud of rocket. Obviously rocket yep. was, was a great, great, uh, gift. But then like there's other, there's other times where I played uh, Colossus for the X-Men years ago. Oh. Before I uh, moved to LA, and um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I remember. Yeah, you know, because I would play Colossus like this right down here. He was very passionate, very Russian, and uh, they were doing a um, a sound mix at uh, Coco Studios. Yep. And Wes, the the engineers. Oh yeah. I was there for another session, and he said, uh, "Hey, I'm, I'm mixing your big scene in that last episode. Come in and see it." And so I said, "Oh, okay." And uh-huh. so I'm watching the scene, and and he said, "That's pretty good, huh?" And I said. Can you tell me why they keep hiring me? <laughs> no. <laughs> because all I could hear was all the mistakes. All I could hear was, oh, no, that's the wrong choice. Oh, no, oh, no, what are you doing? Yeah. Can we go back and get it one more time? <laughs> Just like another take. No, no. It's all good, man. Yeah, it is weird. It is hard. You have to be able to get past that. And I always tell people that. You got to get past being able to hear your own voice and then hearing your acting and your choices at the time and you think they're great at the moment and then they play it back and you're like, oh my gosh. But, you know, that's all part of it. And it's the beauty of voice acting because we work so on the fly. Yeah. And we just have to go. Yeah. I think in the long run, it's almost better that way, you know? Oh, 100%. And, you know, that's the reason why, like, so much of, of these skills that we have naturally now after all these years, they just play into my YouTube show so well because yeah. that's all it is. You know, because we're in session and you and I have been in this position a million times where they'll say, okay, uh, you're playing a villager number three. He's got a peg leg and a long beard and he's 300 pounds. Go. Yeah. And you just... So it's just improvised immediately on the fly. And those skills are what I draw upon in me, myself, and die all the time. Because I have to play all these characters and I just, there's no time to stop and think. You just got to come up with it now. Okay, boom. You've got one catchphrase or one one, uh, element of his personality. Okay, he's morose. Okay, well, if he's morose, I guess maybe he's (laughs) this guy. Or whatever, right? You just, boom, you go with your instinct and it's so, I love it. Oh my God. (laughs) Now, do you have for you, I've never been this way, but I know a lot of people are. Do you have, when you're doing a certain voice and you have to come back to it 
a catchphrase in that or a, a sentence that you say to get you oh, yeah. into that? The uh, key phrase is what I called it. Key phrase. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, mostly if it's an accent-based thing. Like, yes. Trying to think I of it. Um, with Claw, when I played him on Avengers, yeah. because it was a newish accent for me, the, yeah. the, the Johannesburg accent, right? And so they was like, I would have to always make certain that I talk to myself in the car on the way over. Right. right. Got to talk to myself and talk about my colorful socks. Got to make certain you eat your colorful socks, not eat. You you wear your, what was I saying? Eat your socks. That's crazy talk. You got to put on your colorful socks because that's what all the girls like to see, right? So I'd do that and then I'd walk into session and be able to do this guy right away. But if I didn't talk right. to myself in the car on the way first, I, <laughs> I might not know where the accent is. Okay, no, see, I can relate to that. Absolutely. I find, especially with accents, because again, I, I, I don't feel like I'm as strong as, as you are with that ability. I will latch into it or with voice doubling. You know, if I'm, if I'm going to do Jay Baruchel for How to Train Your Dragon, I will talk to my wife, you know, okay, I'm off. I'm going to go and do this <laughs> and it'll be great. You know, and so you just. See, now you, out. you say about how you're, you're a little weirded out doing accents in front yeah. of me. I'm weirded out doing impressions <laughs> in front of you because so much of your career, not so much, a large part well, yeah, of it no, has been of it, yeah. doing the doubles and 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 uh, the the voice matches and stuff. I do some, you know. I'm I got a good ear for it, but yep. you just have this uncanny knack to be able to hit these people just just perfectly, and it's astounding to me. It's astounding. <laughs> well, thank you. It's one of those things, yeah. Where I guess I was more. I've always been more comfortable being other people, and so it's finding their acting beats and stuff is like Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet is basically me, and so I've always had a hard time. Like, well, okay. How would he? I don't know <laughs> right. how he would do that. He would do it like right. Johnny Depp. No. Um, yeah. So, no, well, thank you. That's very kind. But, uh, you know, it's uh, and then you got the D. Bradley Baker who does creature effects and stuff. But you yourself, you do some pretty good creatures and sounds and stuff as well. You like that angle of voice acting as well, don't you? Yeah, it's um, I mean, I would never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> walk into the room when D is there doing his thing and and think I could hold my own. Go, Let me tell you. How is that? <laughs> but now, but D, who could? Uh, you, I mean, you're doing Frank a you're doing a fine uh, creature above me. Let, <laughs> let me just uh, show you how it's done there, uh, son. Um, but you know, so yeah, I, I enjoy playing like on the new He Man. Um, the oh, not not yeah. the Kevin Smith one. The other one. I'm Beast Man, and, and Beast Man is there's a lot of you know there's a lot of snarls and things oh, like nice. that, and that's all fun and great. So I do enjoy that, but you know I listen to D do his thing, and I'm like, uh, you are not a human. I don't know where this is coming from. That's that's amazing. It's amazing. He and Frank Welker before him. It's the beauty of voice acting. It's what's made made voice acting very unique. I think in that we're all very happy to recommend each other. Yeah. You know, oh, I. Oh, you're looking for this. You know, that's just not my thing but trevor duvall could give you that yeah or oh you know that's just not me and and we all tend to do that as opposed to on camera where it'd be like why didn't you call me you know it it, it it's such a and we've talked about this before but it's such a different world where people are so you know i remember the first time i met uh billy west who of course i'm a giant huge huge fan me of too. i think billy's billy west hey, like, hey, was, hey trevor yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the first time i met him in this session i was like 
Mr. West, he's, nah, you can call me Billy. Okay, all right, that's <laughs> fine. But you, Billy, you're just, I have to tell you, it's such an honor to work with you. Really? An honor to work with me? <laughs> yeah. Wow, no one's ever said that before. Yeah. That's great. And I'm like, N- you don't understand, man. You're you're just so good. Wow, well, okay, uh, thanks. Uh, now you got me all, now I'm all blushing and stuff. And it was just like, oh, wow, this is so great. Or when I worked with Frank on Scooby-Doo, my yeah. God, I got to be the guy in Scooby-Doo. He says, and I would have gotten away with a two if it wasn't for you, Don kids yeah like i got a dream come true i gotta be that guy this frank welker right there doing yeah. his thing oh yeah. my god it was the best it's amazing <laughs> you know when i back when i started back in the day and and casey Kasem was still doing shaggy and casey became oh, right. a good friend of mine and he was such a sweet man but you'd be standing there and and so Don Messick originally was Scooby, but but Frank yeah, was right. Freddy, and then Frank became Scooby uh, when uh, Don Messick passed away. And I got to work with Don Messick when I was 18 years old, which was really cool. I got wow. to go to his home recording studio in Santa Barbara, where I was wow. from. I was working at the radio station, and they're like, uh, I was working with an ad agency, and they said, we're going to do this commercial. You're going to play the young house, and uh, we have a fellow by the name of Don Messick's going to play the old house. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And we're going to record it as home studio and i i'm in don messick who is of course papa smurf scooby-doo uh boo-boo yeah. bear mr ranger just uh, so many uh race bannon you know from johnny quest yeah. not johnny test yeah and such a classic voice actor he and mel blank were the two guys really mm-hmm. and i got to work with him and it was just so amazing and then so at the beginning of my career, there was still so many of these folks still working. I got to work with, you know, Gary Owens and Casey Kasem oh, and all these guys. Wow. Gary Owens, oh, wow. you know, Gary had a story about Gary everything. Owens. <laughs> I, I always say... It was you know, 1963 <laughs> and yes. I was doing something very Gary Owens-like. Frank Sinatra <laughs> came up to me and said, you know, Gary... And he knew everybody, and it was just so cool. And Casey was the same way. Zoik's like any Scoob, you know, he just had that. And he would stand. Like, the rest of the cast would be sitting, people would be sitting. You know, people sometimes stand, some people sit. You're a stander for the most part, aren't you? Or do you yeah, sit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you stand. I work for a living. That's I right. Stand I stand, too. I always, I'm standing now. But Casey would stand. And, you know, he was in his, in his 70s doing Shaggy still. And he would stand for that whole session and just go through a four-hour session. Zoinks like, hey, Scoob, you know. And it was just, yeah, it was such a treat to watch these guys work and to do this stuff. I mean, totally. It's, I, did a, I did a Loud House episode with Fred Willard just oh, yeah. before oh, he died. Just before, oh. And and Fred Willard, I mean, I, yeah. I, he was a comedy legend, you know, and and to to meet this guy at Nickelodeon and just be like, again, it's that it was those moments where you look at where you are yeah. and you think, how did I get here? How did this happen? How what did I do to deserve this opportunity right here? Yeah, you know, and, and you know, especially after being away from LA for a few months now, yeah. I look back on, on the time I spent there, and I'm still working there, obviously, sure. remotely, but yeah. I think of the years that I lived in the city, and mm-hmm. I just think there's no way you could tell a 25-year-old Trevor back in the, the 90s that, well, you know, <laughs> not too long from now, you're going to be living in Los Angeles working with these huge voice actors and other, you know, and I'm just, there's no way I would have believed that in, in, in a heartbeat, because some kid from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, yeah, who 
did silly voices to impress girls and failed miserably every time. <laughs> How did I wind up there? And to you know, work with guys like you and and uh, Will and uh, it's just Will Fordell. I, I had dinner with Will the other night, and it was uh, once again I was sitting in his home with him and his wife, and I was just like, "How did I? This is." I couldn't. I couldn't ask for a better life. I couldn't have asked for better yeah. opportunities. And just uh, so grateful. So grateful. yeah. So the question is, how? And the answer is. I used to say when I was teaching, I used to teach at a bunch of colleges and universities right. back home. I used to have this acronym ACTT. That was the acronym. And they were the four pillars of a successful voiceover career. Okay. First one was. Attitude. You okay. had to be the right attitude, which meant be someone we want to work with. Yes. Be someone who loves being there, loves their job, yep. takes it seriously, but not takes themselves too seriously. Right. There's a big difference between taking yourself seriously and taking the job seriously. Yes. The C was for consistency. Mm. Be consistent in your performances. Be consistent in your auditions. Be consistently on time. Be consistent yes. with this stuff. Yeah, And th those two you had total power over. Your attitude and your consistency you had total power over. The, la the, the, the next two, the TT, the two Ts, you had no control over. Mm -hmm. The first one was talent. Mm -hmm. you, you need to have it. And yeah. a lot of people will say, well, you can learn it. I don't know. Uh, the jury's out on this one. I, yeah. I tend to believe that you have to be born with at least the seed Yes. In order, you know, and, and then you have to be in, a, in an environment where there's water for that seed. I agree. Uh, to I encourage agree. it to grow. Right. And then the, the last T was timing mm -hmm. because timing's everything. And you have no control over that. It's just, no. you had to be there. You had to be in the right place at the right time. Yep. And the only control you have over that is to put yourself in situations where you could be in the room, you know? And yep. in the old days, in the before times, before <laughs> the uh, pandemic, um, when we were still, you know, seeing other human beings in sessions and stuff. Yes. The idea was. You want to get in the room. You you have to find a way to get in the room yep. and to show your stuff. You can't barge in the room. Obviously, you have to have legitimate <laughs> ways of getting in the room. But, Hello, but, I'm but here! The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a small town boy from Iowa. I'm here to be a Hollywood superstar. Uh, yes. So, yeah, attitude, consistency, talent, and timing. Those are the four pillars. Wow. And I still believe that to this day. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, we've never, all the years we've known each other, all the serious talks we've had about acting and everything, you've never mentioned that to me. So I'm thrilled. Uh, I, it I only took an to, hour. I didn't want to destroy your dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, James, it's just not going to work out. You okay. don't have the time. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Okay, sir. I'll, I'll just go. Oh. Now quit talking to me and go back to your 80s sessions. <laughs> Hey, let's talk for a second about this. And I mean, I'm taking all your time. I think what I'm going to do is turn this into a couple of different episodes. I'm going to make it a two-parter for you because it's too good. It's going to be its own series. Let's That's just right. admit it. Um, <laughs> you and I both are big tech nerds. Oh, yeah. We love studios. Yeah. We both happen to be in probably two of the nicest studios that voice actors have right now. You're in yours. I'm in mine in our respective homes and states. And what I love is, is it sounds like we're right next to each other. And, you know. Yeah, I was just thinking that earlier, actually. I was like, see, the technology, man, it's here. This is, it wasn't always like this. No. You know, but now it really is. I listen to you and I listen to, to me in the headphones. I'm like, yeah, we could be sitting across from each other. It's amazing. Yep. In fact, I'm I'm looking out my window of my control room to at a stormtrooper. And so I'm just imagining that that's you. Well, funny enough, that's what I'm wearing. <laughs> 
Wait a second. How, how did you know I put on my stormtrooper lingerie? I didn't hear the clunking of armor. It's very uncomfortable lingerie. <laughs> but the tech side of it, you and I have had some of our, our best conversations about this because you and I both are fanatical about getting the yes, right obsessive. sound. Obsessive. Yes, you obsessive. even more than me about getting the right sound in the in the booth and the microphone and the room and no echo and no boxy sound and all of that yeah i you know there is no real trick to it other than trial error trial error don't you think yep because every room every space is totally different yep you know you can do all the theorizing you want and you can look at all the the different youtube videos that show you yep. you know how to make a room into a recording studio dude <laughs> and you know Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but every room is different. Every room needs different uh, tweaking and different, yep. you know, I'm looking at my, my control room right now because I'm in the control room, not the, not the booth. Oh, really? It sounds great. Yeah, it's, it's well, I just, I built uh, a ceiling uh, cloud, okay. which is three inches thick yep. and it's, it's over the entire control area and it has made a huge difference and I'm so proud of it. I wish I could, I wish this, I wish this was a video, not just audio, because I could show you this beautiful pattern that I have. Yeah. It's reminiscent of my old pattern in my old studio in LA okay. and I, I just, I love it. But I, I'm looking, most of these panels in this room right now are the ones you gave me <laughs> as like housewarming <laughs> gifts or sent me because you didn't need them anymore and every single one, it's a James Arnold Taylor special. Oh, every well, single one. <laughs> that's great, man. Well, that, that does my heart good. But, but now your studio in LA was one of the nicest, uh, if not the nicest home studio in Los Angeles. It really was great. I happen to have, I think now, the nicest home studio in the state that I'm in. But uh, I'm biased. But what <laughs> mic? What mic are you on? What are you talking to me on right now? Well, right now I'm on a Sennheiser 416. Are you really? Wow. I am. Yeah. It, it's it's got a lot of nice resonance. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a Sen, and I've got the Neumann U87 in the booth. Yeah, with a with the backup, I have that one that that you turned me on to, which is like the Studio Project C1. That's the one. That's yeah. my backup in the booth that I always have running just in case. And it's a great mic, and it emulates a U87 very well. Now I am on the SE Electronics. 2200, which I love, and I feel it emulates the U87 very well as well, and it's, it's just got a great, nice sound to it. I've been using it a lot lately. It's the official mic of my podcast now, thanks to the folks at SE Electronics. So uh, you ever want to try one, Trevor? Just let me know, okay? I do. <laughs> they make beautiful microphones, really great stuff. There's a video that everybody can see of me reviewing the mic, but I just know that like you and I, it's the only time I can ask somebody, so what mic are you on? What are you doing? You know, all that. <laughs> and you'll actually get as excited as I am about that. And I think oh, my yeah. fans will as well. Most people that listen to the show are very much into like the technology of it. So it's so much fun. It's it so is. much fun. And you know, I'm, I'm so proud of the fact that when I do sessions for my home studio, especially since we all went remote two years ago, yep. uh, I get these, these technicians in, uh, in LA saying to me, you know, dude, I, I listen to a lot of garbage now because of these <laughs> actors in there, but your room is like sweet. It's one of the best. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, good, good. Cause I strive for that. Yeah. I strive to make it sound good. You know? The amount of time we spent on FaceTime <laughs> and Source Connect oh, yeah. listening back and forth. Okay. How does that sound? Oh, and so yeah. we're on Source Connect now. 
I think primarily is that generally how you're doing your sessions now? Source Connect is the most Yeah, part. most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Same yeah. with me. Source Connect or they'll do uh, for group anime or anime. IPDTL. Um, animation stuff. Yeah, IPDTL and then we'll run a backup on Pro Tools and then yep. there'll be a, uh, a Zoom meeting up so you can see the people there. A lot of people who yeah. are still doing groups like to do that. Although that... <laughs> That just devolves into chaos very quickly. It does. Most of the time, you know. It does because voice actors like to talk. No. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. <laughs> I have, so I have a touchscreen, the Raven Slate touchscreen, and I'm running Pro Tools in the booth. And then I have two iPads, one for my script and then one for Zoom calls and such. I got my new HD camera, my, my Canon XA40 ready to go. I was like, okay, we're going to do this oh, you Zoom have a new call. Camera. And then oh. I do. I just, I just got it. It's, it's the ninth angle for my uh, YouTube show. So Okay, so now, but tell me about this camera. What <laughs> It's a Canon. All my cameras are Canon. And that's because of you, because you <laughs> sold me your old package yeah. of the DLS, DSLR, DSLRs. They're the ones I shot Clone Wars conversations on and all the stuff on my channel. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I still use those. They're fantastic. Awesome. Uh, I use those three cameras that you sold me and um, the three GoPros that you sold me as well. <laughs> I also added another Canon on a on a, a dolly track that goes back and forth. So that's there's four Canons there. And then I had this uh, XA11. XA11. Which, yeah, and then and just recently I got the XA40, which is the HD upgrade to that. So I've got okay, cameras. Okay, so now everywhere, is man. that for streaming and stuff? Is that for like you have that so it can yeah, be on you can, Zoom and yeah, stuff? Yeah, you can use it for all that stuff. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I gotta say, yeah. and it's a it's a video camera too, so it's not like the DLSRs. Oh, okay. They, you, you know, you have to stop every twenty eight minutes or whatever exactly. because they only record. But these are you know, video cameras with great auto zoom. So I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Uh, shoot me uh, a, a link or something, would you? Because uh, the yeah, camera yeah. that I use for my zoom calls and stuff plugged into my computer, I think you saw it the other day. It's terrible. It's a Logitech like webcam and it looks Oh yeah. Awful. No, I, <laughs> I have one of those in my booth and it's, ter it's, it's junk. Yeah. It's just junk. The lighting you can't get right. This podcast no longer sponsored by Logitech. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Logitech, but it's They garbage. pulled the sponsor, James! They pulled the sponsor! My agent is going to call. What did you do? Well, Franklin, I was just... They're giving you half the budget! Oh, there you go. Okay, well, sponsored by Canon. Uh, so there you go. We love Canon here. <laughs> if Canon's listening and we wants do. to give send us, us... Give us your stuff. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, Trevor, I don't want to take up more of your time because I've already taken over an hour of your life here. But I, what a what a joy. And we should do this again sometime. But I really hope people check out Me, Myself, and Die and subscribe and also support you on Patreon and get all those cool things and watch you uh, drink and talk about it because that's right there. <laughs> That alone is worth the money. Uh, worth the price I should be paying 10 right bucks there. for that every month just to watch that. But thank you. Is there anything else you want to plug, though? Uh, anything else is going on that you want to talk about or, or anything I missed on Me, Myself, and Die? No, no, no. It, it's we've, we've, we've beaten that horse into the ground now. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. It is a bloody, bloody corpse. <laughs> Ooh, and roll the die and let's see if somebody stumbles over it. That's the thing. Yeah. Hey, there you go. See, you could, could do this. Could, could we, so, uh, in closing, could we do that sometime? If, if I had you back on, could we determine where we go with the conversation based on the roll of the die? Is that, could that, could we One do that? 
hundred percent could. In fact, this system that I use, it's called the Mythic GM emulator. <laughs> it's just as useful for authors because if you're because really? all it is is a tool for for inspiring and and um, sort of firing up your own imagination. Wow. But it, all it does is it, it 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 harnesses your imagination and helps compartmentalize the ideas to put it into focus. Okay. So seriously, like I looked at that, uh, I looked at the tool and I was like, well, this isn't just for Game Master. This is for authors. This is for anybody that needs to find a way to tell a story that is organic and consistent, but still allows you to, uh, like it doesn't, it doesn't railroad you into one way or another. new ideas and directions and stuff. Yes. Okay. So, so next time you're on, let's use that to go and see where we go because that that would be that's the best idea has anybody ever done that on a podcast that's come on that's maybe this is a spinoff podcast okay yeah Yeah, now that's right we'll trash this whole 70 some odd minutes (laughs) and you know I, you know, you know what? what? I love this idea. We totally have to do this. Okay. We totally have to do it. A conversation based on the mythic emulator. Oh, yes, we're doing it. We're <laughs> definitely doing it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I may have to cut it out of this because somebody will copy it. So, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. All right. I love that. Okay. Well, Trevor Duvall, uh, you know, you're like a brother to me. Ditto. And I love you, and I thank you for being on the James Arnold Taylor podcast, talking to myself, not just talking to myself, talking to me, myself, and die. Look at that. I've tied them together. They said it couldn't be done. <laughs> they said it's a miracle. Please, please uh, join Trevor on his channel. Join me on my channel, and thank you. And uh, yeah, hopefully we get another season of Johnny Test soon. That's what I'm I'm hoping for. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, what would Dookie say? Okay, Dookie, uh, we're totally going to do this uh, role-playing thing, and then I'm going to say goodbye. So we'll we'll see you later, Dookie. Uh, that sounds great to me, as long as the paycheck clears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's Dookie. All right, man. Thank you so much, Trevor. My pleasure. Thank you. So lastly, may the force be, I'll say may the force be with you as Obi-Wan and you say it as, as what would Palpatine say, I guess? If, oh, that's a good question. If Obi-Wan says, yes, uh, Palpatine, may the force be with you, my friend. As long as you use the dark side, the only good side that I like. Yeah, dark side, baby. We rock. I have a bad feeling about this. There it is. Okay. All right. I'm stopping. There we are. Pretty fun stuff. I, You know, I like listening to us talk. And I think it's a pretty good idea that I had there for the little role-playing thing. You know what? I think we're going to try that soon. We're going we're gonna to try that soon. And I think when we do that, we're going to do it video, not just audio. We'll do a video. Uh, so that way we can see the die. You can honestly see what roles we're rolling and all of that. That's going to be fun. Hey, everybody, I really appreciate all of you listening to the James Arnold Taylor podcast, this special edition, this part two of my time with Trevor Duvall. And we'll do more of these. I'll I'll interview some of my friends more here and there and everywhere. But uh, next week, we will get right back to the regular, regular podcast and all the cast of characters here, Hank and Billy and Mr. Announcer Guy and Reginald, don't call me Reggie and Bob and everybody coming in and talking and having fun. But please, please have a wonderful week. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. And, oh, well, we should have Mr. Announcer Guy do the legal mumbo-jumbo, shouldn't we? Okay, Mr. Announcer Guy, come on back. Yeah, man, you almost forgot. That would have been bad. Yeah, you know, I don't know what would happen if we didn't do the legal mumbo-jumbo. I don't think anybody would actually care. 
but it's fun. So go for it, dude. Talking to Myself, the James Arnold Taylor podcast is a production of Yumigo Inc. Recorded at Chat Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Join me next week for another episode. Please spread the word as well. Please tell everybody about the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Subscribe, like, comment at YouTube. Give me a five-star review if you would, if you'd be so kind. Well, unless you don't, you know, unless you don't like it, then I guess you wouldn't give me a five-star review, but that's fine. That's fair. I understand. But yeah, 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 you know what I mean. So the Apple podcast there, that's the place to do it. I really appreciate it if you would. And I look forward to seeing what happens next time on the James Arnold Taylor podcast when I open my mouth and say stuff, because I just don't know. I never know. There it is. All right, I'm doing what they call talking up the end of the song, waiting pretty much. I'm just kind of killing time until the song ends and hits that little ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, and then I say goodbye.